Welcome to The Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. Every week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over books, movies, TV shows, audio things, and all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab your couches. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Audio things. Yeah, you know, there's various, there's podcasts, there's books, mm-hmm. you okay. know, Audio there's the things. times, well, you, you're not actually watching, you know, uh, something and you're just listening to it. I, yeah. I just threw it in there. I feel like um, Audio Things is a good name for your punk rock album when you're thank ready. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I've already got my torn fishnets and my Doc Martens. Ow! That I'm having a heck of a time breaking in. Uh, just oh. if anybody wants to go on the Discord and and give me a tip. Like, does anybody have Doc Martens that are actually comfortable out there? Because they're supposed to be these amazing. Like, I thought, oh, I'm going to be on set directing. I'm going to need really comfortable shoes. So Doc far, Martens get... is what you went yes. with? Well, I that, never I, could pull those off. I wanted to. Well, you know, ah! back in my too much eyeliner phase, I thought I'm going to wear yeah. Doc Martens. I could never pull them off. I got to tell you, I, I think you're very cool, but I, I would agree with you on that. Right. I, I I'm think... too Marsha Brady. Yeah. You yeah. just can't pull off Doc Martens. I, I on the other hand, can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's on brand. In fact, I wore Agreed. Doc Martens to the SAG Awards this year. Oh. See how it she was mentions dumb. red carpets every chance she gets? It was dumb, though, honestly. I was like, I was the dumb, like, AV geek who was in her Doc Martens in a ball gown. I was like, no, you just, you haven't earned that right. <laughs> and where did you clip your carabiners? <laughs> I'm going to cough. You know, I... You know, I would wear a tool belt to everything if I could. God love you. So hot. Yeah. I love a person in a tool belt. When I say person, I mean men or women. I, I, of course. I know. It's so she, hot. Mandy hired a hot female handy woman to I come did. over handy and fix things. <laughs> I have such a stupid crush on her. It's so hard for me not to harass her every time she's in the house. I follow yep. her around. I'm like, oh. Look at you. You can just fix hinges. <laughs> <laughs> You're just smashing things. Oops, there's a hole in that wall now. Guess you have to come back. <laughs> it's exactly. like when I went, when I broke my toe and I went to the hospital and there was a oh. hot doctor, Dr. Reed Bracken, <laughs> and you were like gouging your eyes out to try to get attention from him. And yeah, that was the one time I was glad I went with a friend to a hospital. Yes. <laughs> I was so glad you were there. Um, that was hot. So you dropped the SAG Awards red carpet, but I would rather talk oh. about the red carpet at your film's world premiere in London. How was it? It was awesome. I mean, it was really, really fun. It was a great festival. Audiences were so nice. You know, and they're, they're really, really nice. I mean, really polite <laughs> the way that they... Uh, and. Uh, it was it was fun. Like, you know, half of the cast was there, not all, but half of them were able to come over with like their parents and their sisters and people brought family. My family was there. Aww. It was like, yeah, I mean, not my kids because I'm not an idiot. Right. But um, everybody else in the family. It, it was just, you know, London is so magical. It's so like Harry Potter, wizard world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel smarter when you're there. You feel classier. Everybody wears nice shoes. It's a thing, you know. And they're really into the arts over there, like not in a way that's competitive and who can make more money and get a million followers, but like just genuinely into the arts. Yeah. Theater. 
with a lot of actors I recognize from European television. I'm practically British. You You're know that. You're so fucking classy. It's... Yeah. 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 It, it was great. I had North African cuisine like a couple of times. Hello. Did you even know there was a specific northern part of Africa? I didn't. <laughs> you know, but well, you go into those I mean, restaurants. I'm a big Toto fan. So I'd bless the rains <laughs> down. I mean, I know a lot about... Yeah. 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 Um, I knew about the land from down under because of men at work, but I didn't know about Northern Africa. Yeah. Right. Well, you you brought up Vegemite a couple of times. I thought that was a. a Yeah. Australian thing, but you you were getting it in London. So I think a a Vegemite is New Zealand and Australia, but Marmite. Marmite. Sorry. Marmite. They sell cheese and Marmite sandwiches at Starbucks. Now you I can't. I can't remember. Did you didn't have Marmite when you were over there, I don't right? think so. I don't remember what okay. it is. I'm picturing you, quince paste. I actually think you would like it. No, it's not sweet. It's salty. Oh, I like and it's salty. it's loaded with vitamin stuff. And it's got this really like tank. You know what? Oh, my God. All right. We're going to watch something together. I don't know. We're going to watch something together. And I'm going to bring... I have little packages of Marmite. Okay. I'm going to bring them over or you can come to me. We're going to make a toasty cheese and Marmite sandwich. I'm going to see what you think. Okay. It's that English cheddar. Like, they buried it in, in a ground, like, right before World War One. I, I think. I mean, I didn't do a lot of research on it, but that's yeah. my guess. Yeah. It's, their English cheddar is just so good. Yep. You introduced me to it, to that gritty, sandy, yeah. like, Dubliner cheese. Yeah. Oh, I did? I introduced you to a cheese? Many moons ago, yeah. Oh, my God. We've known each other for 100 years. That seems yep. impossible. I feel like you were a toddler trying cheeses. <laughs> of course I was. But I had never had Dubliner until I knew you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. So anyway, thank you for asking. It was uh, amazing and fun. And we got a lot of really good reviews and people enjoyed it. And it was great. Yeah, It was really great. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till our Fandy Nation can see this movie. I know. Very exciting. I know. It, the way it works these days, it's really annoying because people are like, okay, when can I watch it? You're like, soon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But we'll let you all know. Um, we will. Well, I I took in some culture. Uh, okay. I watched Shazam! Fury of the Gods the other day with Casey. Cool, cool. Out, out in mm-hmm. theaters now. And nice. uh, I loved this movie. And here's <gasps> why. So you're not familiar with Shazam, I'm assuming. Uh, from when I was a kid. Okay. I wasn't. He's sort part of. of the DC world, not the Avengers world. Um, and they made a movie about three or four years ago with Zachary yeah. Levi as Shazam. And I've Ooh, seen I love. that. Yeah. And he's hilarious. And there's so much humor. It is a superhero movie. I tried it thinking maybe it wasn't or maybe it was a parody of one. But it is a, it is a straight up superhero movie. Uh, but the laughs are real and frequent. And this Great. one was even funnier. Helen Mirren plays an evil ancient Greek god. Her oh. sisters are played by Lucy Liu and Rachel Zegler, who was Maria in West Side Story. Yes. And the three of them are these evil sisters. It is such beautiful, diverse casting. The movie's so diverse. And it made me laugh out loud throughout. So oh, I'm giving so great. four and a half man jobs. To Shazam, Ooh. Fury of the Gods. Okay. Right? I love that. Yes. Did you see the first Shazam? The, the yeah. latest? Oh, you did. Did you like the first one as much? I liked the first one a lot. I Okay. This one, like this one made me laugh even more. Yeah. It, this is like, like, so I felt that way about Aliens. 
you know, there was <laughs> Alien and then Aliens, the second one, which I thought was way better than the first one. Oh, all right. People would disagree with me on that, but I'm right. Well, that happens. We've heard people lo- <laughs> like the second one. I don't know if you've, you're have you serious about Aliens. Oh, yeah. I've I never am. seen those movies. Oh, okay. Oh, God. You haven't seen Aliens with Sigourney Weaver? Oh, no. my God. You would love it. No, I would not. You Outer would. space and sci-fi. Mm-mm. No. She's, no. wait, what do you think Shazam is? Real life? You think that's like a, no, but <laughs> a alien, coming of age family comedy? Aliens, <laughs> too sweaty. I've seen, uh, it's too sweaty. Uh-uh, I don't want to see it. The other thing uh, I watched, other yeah. than uh, the thing I assigned you, it which uh, no one knows what I assigned you because I did it oh. on back channels through text My when God. you were out of the country. So this is Ugh. an exciting reveal coming up. Yeah. Um, but I watched a movie that is about four years old as well called Eighth Grade, Bo Burnham's written oh, and directed yes. by. I saw and that I, in theaters. And I had been afraid to see it. People had said, oh, it's so disturbing and you're a parent and it's just too upsetting. Don't see it. Or, you know, or or heads up. Right. Um, I did not find it all that disturbing. I found it inspiring that this young yeah. lady resists all the temptations of sending dick pics and giving this kid a hand job in the backseat of a car. She yeah. stands up for herself. And doesn't jump off the ledge. She puts her toes over the ledge so many times. And I was like, no, yeah. no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And then she doesn't. And yeah. I was really proud of her. And I was really moved. And I really enjoyed the movie. Oh, God, I loved that movie. Yeah. I think I think what was terrifying about that movie was just the fact that she's put in that circumstance where she likes a boy and then he's trying to get her to give him a hand job, like stuff like that. And also the very idea that I think before that, We hadn't, not everybody had considered, I certainly had not as a parent of an eight-year-old, I guess, because, right, it was four years ago. Right. I had not considered, and this has been a huge influence on giving my kids phones, Mm -hmm. is this idea that a kid could go, oh, what's a blowjob? And instead of coming to their parents or asking a friend, they're going to Google that. Right. And that was like, oh, no, there are certain things you want to be able to communicate in person. That's not... Yeah, that that was the first time I thought, oh, God, right. They could hear anything and then just look it up. Mm -hmm. And that was that was part of the alarm, I think. And all the pressure to be all the pressure from every angle. Yeah. And I actually saw um, I saw Bo Burnham speak about that movie. And, you know, the reason that he wrote it was because he was a huge Internet phenomenon. Right. Right. He was a kid who played all these songs and he became this giant success. He went on the road. but he and all of these eighth grade girls, like all these 13-year-old girls were coming up to him and basically saying, you're writing me. All your songs are about how I feel. Oh, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm, I because wondered he, as a straight white male in his late 20s, mid to late 20s, yeah. how he knew the mind of a 13-year-old girl so well and a parent. The, the dad was, is fantastic. You know, he yeah. he got in their minds so beautifully. I was very... uh surprised to hear that he was straight. Actually, I did not think he was straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it doesn't matter. He he was very, he, you know, he quit. He left the internet and got with like had suicidal problems with it. He was very uh, rocked by his need for likes and attention and all that. Went back, reassessed, and then wanted to write this girl experience that apparently he had been, mm-hmm. you know, 
he had been tapping into. Right. And that's why he did the movie. And I thought he handled it so sensitively and brilliantly. And it was like the most kind of female gaze movie that I'd seen come from a guy in a while. Yeah. He's a real special talent, too. Did you ever yeah. watch? I wish I had the name of his first TV show. Inside. Was no, it Inside? No, oh. I love that. I love that. But I'm talking about I his first that. TV show on MTV. It was so smart. And it oh, was so ahead of its time. Let me get the name of it. No, he's he's so ahead of his time. Like when I saw Inside, I thought, oh, oh my God, I'll never be that brilliant. No, <laughs> he's, he's just yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so this show was called Zach Stone is going to be famous. And oh. he uh, I can't recommend it enough. He blew up the idea of reality TV. You know what oh, I mean? Like, wow. he, it was I'm just this douchebag kid in my living room, but I'm going to make a reality show. And it was very oh smart, God. very clever. It's not a perfect show by any means, but it was, I really enjoyed it. I found it just a couple years ago after oh Inside. I was like, I've heard his songs on the radio on Comedy Central or whatever, but I wanted to dive deeper into Bo Burnham. Zach Stone is going to be famous. Wow. What a nice tip. Thank you. Public service announcement. <laughs> um, well, I did I did catch up on some of the things. Yeah. Just be- before we get into what we watched this Please. week. Please. I watched uh I started listening to Randy Rainbow's podcast and book. Uh, I got the, his The book oh, is wonderful. Oh, he's such a good writer. Yeah. I love that he's like I'm not a novelist by any stretch. I'm like I could just listen to you talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> he's yes. just He's and I love the, him describing his growing up like he never felt, you know, he was while his dad was supposedly shocked at him coming out, he never felt like his parents did anything but encourage him. He's like, you know, I don't know why he was so surprised. He hand uh, glued rubies, rubies onto some slippers for me so that I could play Dorothy. He's like, where this came from that somehow I can... With pajama bottoms on his head as his long hair when he was doing... <laughs> He's so... Oh, I love it. So anyway, yeah. that was great. But I also listened to the Chelsea Handler special, which thank you, because I loved it. And I Revolution? didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't know that I liked Chelsea Handler. Like, I mean, I didn't dislike her by any means, but I thought she was more of like a Joan Rivers kind of like, uh, I don't know. I thought she was more like the bitch sort of sassy comic. She can be. Brass. Um, but but she, I thought she was more shock humor. And I I found her stuff to be so hilarious and insightful and self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But I could not, for the life of me, I, I have no idea which story was the one that you were, like, laughing so hard, splitting side. Because I laughed at all of it, but I was like, which one is it? So I have to know now. It was, which, it, so she tells a story about how she got a UTI. And she yes. gets... Um, she gets a one dose pill that instead of monostat seven for seven days, she gets a one dose pill. She swallows it. It gets stuck in her throat. She it's it's you know, she's like, it's a horse pill. I'm drinking water. It's like stuck there. Da, da, da. And as she's talking, I know where it's going. And then she, she looks at the box and it says not for oral use for, for vaginal, vaginal use, use only. Only. Right. Okay. And then she's texting her doctor about, <laughs> will it work no, no matter what hole you put it in? And the doctor texts back, what hole did you put it in? And I was dying laughing. And I was watching with my dad, which was just even more delightful. 
Oh but my God. Okay. That's I the one. Yes. Loved yes. that story. I liked the whole special. She says yeah. a lot of funny things. She also, I find her to be, I don't know, <sighs> anti kid and she's negative. So she's not my favorite by any stretch. But that oh. story made me howl with laughter in a way that I don't usually. So, oh my God. I, I love her stories about her rescue dogs, about the fact that she didn't know how the sun and the moon worked. And I didn't know that she was dating Joey, uh, Joe Coy. They broke up. Joe yeah. Coy. You yes, got to keep up, Nadie. You got to keep up. Well, at the end of the special, it says, I still believe I'll find my someone. Like, oh. she talks about him in the special. And then she, at, there's text at the end that says, oh, by the way, because if you are like you and you know what's going on, you yes. know Joe Co- Coy and I are no longer together. But yes. In the special, she was. Oh, uh, yeah, she was. And uh, I also love the line. She somebody tries to fix her up at a party with this douchebag and he's wearing like a hipster <laughs> hat. And she, he walks over to her and she hates him so much. Like his his energy was awful. And he's like, so uh, you like music? And she's like, yeah, Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I Why is that funny? I didn't quite get it. I got that it was supposed to be a joke, but I didn't get it. What's Nickelback? Ni- Nickelback is universally loathed music, like late 90s. He thought he was grunge and it's just the worst garbage music. And anyone who's into Nickelback, you don't want to hang out with. There's a hot, (laughs) hot take. There's okay. That's what that's kind of what I figured. The name sounds kind of like that. What's the band? Oh, Hoobastank. That's the band that had that heartbreaking song in the 2000s. Yes. And you wanted to call your band Stucky Stank. When your name <laughs> last name was Steckelberg. Holy shit. I am a genius. You a are. Genius. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. Look out, Bo Burnham. Uh, All right. While we're talking yeah. music, let's mm-hmm. tell the world what we watched and have Pete play the trailer for a new series on Hulu called Up Here. Did we wake up at the same? I've been up since four. I've been thinking a lot about this. New York is where real writers live, and I am starting to think that I am a real writer. Why didn't you tell me? Do not say it. Careful now. Keep it to yourself, Linz. I just have all these voices in my head all the time. Now you've done it. Nice pants. Thanks. They're new. I mean, they're not new. I wear them a lot. Sounds like they have a very rich history. I know exactly what you're going to say. I wasn't going to say anything. Just enjoying the view. You don't need her. Mama's here. Okay, that's creepy. That's when you can really trust someone to understand what you are all about. I came here to focus on myself. This could be a life-changing opportunity. You have no reason to believe that. What about this reason? It's funny, the devil's actually a very misunderstood card. Did you always want to be a writer? I think I always knew I had something to say, but just afraid no one wanted to hear it. She doesn't like you. She just thinks you're rich. Hey, don't listen to her. You're doing great, buddy. What are you thinking about? Nothing. I've listened to so many different people telling me who I should be. What are you doing? It's different with Lindsay because she's special. That is actually very sweet. 
It's time to give up and come home. I belong in the city. You've been hit by three cabs. At very low speeds. All those voices floating in her head, saying no in a million different ways. They don't see what I do. She doesn't appreciate you. She doesn't deserve you. This isn't your life. This is my life. I am sick and tired of everyone telling me what I'm supposed to do. I need to find my own story. You're going to be okay? I can handle it. So... It is a musical series, as you could hear from the trailer, and they really touted, brought to you by the people behind Book of Mormon, which is the Lopez's, Kristen Anderson and Robert Lopez, and a guy named Steve Levinson, who I'm not familiar with. I always forget. I always forget the Book of Mormon people, that the same Frozen people, because it's the Frozen people, right? Correct. It's crazy. That's quite a crossover. That's a a range. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they they got range, uh, yeah. and and they keep saying the director of Hamilton. Uh, the the trailer is playing on mute on my thing right now because I have the IMDb up, and it's the oh. t- director of Hamilton. Director of it's Thomas Kale, the guy who directed Hamilton, but it has right. nothing to do with Lin Manuel Miranda, which I feel like they were trying to get you to believe it might. <laughs> right, of course, with the trailer, sure. but um, yeah. so it stars May Whitman mm-hmm. and. Carlos Valdez, and they are both winning and charming, and it's a bit, not Harry Met Sally, but it's just, oh, are these two crazy kids ever going to get it together and be in love? Yes. And they are both haunted by their inner voices, who they each have three, and they sing at them, and they follow them wherever they go and interfere with their choices. That's thus the title up here because mm-hmm. the voices they're talking about their minds, like what's up here in their brains. Yeah, it doesn't and take place the, like in Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or in space because you wouldn't no. have watched it. Yeah, True. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, and I thought that was a really fun device. Like when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, oh, a actual pr- a team of people that represent your inner voices. That's really a cute idea. Did you ever watch Herman's Head, though, on Fox? No, I never did. It was, they tried it after The Simpsons for a couple of seasons. It was very charming. And that's exactly what it was. So we have seen this before. The head, was it the animated? Inter- no, no, no. It oh, was a okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, but, oh, you mean after The Simpsons, it physically came on after The Simpsons? Yeah, they, Not, it was oh. like, because, <laughs> you know, they kept trying to find things to use The Simpsons as a juggernaut and... Whatever yes. else is on will will succeed. Herman's head did not. Hank uh-huh. Azaria was in it. Uh, oh, oh. Well, I, you know, I feel for Hank. I, I think he's what such a he talent, done? but I, I think know. he's got a bad reputation, <laughs> and uh, maybe limited limits to that talent. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I was not blown away by the device of the voices because I had we saw it on a sitcom. I know I'm going way back and you're allowed to reuse a device, but they didn't justify it in the first two episodes. Why were they hearing voices? And I went ahead and watched the third episode. They still don't justify it. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to. It's, you know, it's I I felt a little bit like, huh, like Mm -hmm. I loved the leads. 
Carlos Valdez. Oh, my God. Okay, so I didn't see The Flash. I don't know what he's famous from. Yeah, I assume me he's famous from something. The Flash. Oh, my God. That face. Oh, I could hear him talk and watch him have emotions and speak words forever and ever and ever. I want to watch him eat. I think he's I a like movie that you star. got sexy voice when you started talking about him. You were like, <laughs> Did Carlos I? Valdez. Valdez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, I just think he's just, I think he's infinitely watchable. And I also think that Mae Whitman is very talented and watchable as well. Like she, her little eyes, you just fall into like, so I love the two. I really love the two leads and I, I like their chemistry, but there was a little bit of like a, with those voices, I was like, wait, what's the girl from high school doing here though? Like, yes. Why is there a girl from high school for both of them? Or Yeah. Yeah. It felt a little thrown together. And whereas I think the device is really cool. Like, I, you know, I love like mystical people that aren't there talking to dead people, all that stuff. Like, I love that shit. So, are they all dead? No, they're not dead. So why oh, are they in their heads? No. Well, I just think they they are people who I think what they were trying to show is that they made an impression on them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that. Uh, I'm not even sure her parents might be dead, but I don't think they are. I think it's just like I have said this many times, like, you know, with your parents, there's a really because I have friends who, you know, have much older kids like in their 20s. Right. And they're like trying to balance that thing of like not really being a parent anymore mm -hmm. because they're like, I'm not, they're so offended if I try to give them any advice at all. And I'm like, because there's a weird thing. As long as you're the parent, you're always going to supersede their own, their own knowing, right? You're always going to be the voice inside their head that they're going to think is authoritative no matter what. So I think that's why the parents were there. Can I say though, that Casey will not brush his goddamn teeth unless I tell him to. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to move in with him in his 20s and 30s to remind Ooh. him to brush his teeth in the morning. Can I write that sitcom? We can write Please. it together. Yes. Oh, that sounds great. And God help him if he's still got a retainer. I, I'm going to have to go to work with him. I'm going to, I mean, this kid. I, different issue, I, different issue. Okay. I would really enjoy that if if we were, if he was in his 30s and you were like, well, we're going, we're going to the office. I got to jump off the phone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, but it definitely would be a musical if it was you two. I, yes. I, so yeah, I just thought that it could have been, I think it would have been fun to have like rotating cast of characters for the voices, right? Like, yeah, I, you know, to have the different incidents in your life inform you in certain ways so that when you're, you know, there's a different person who's in your head for a work problem versus a relationship problem versus like during sex, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 that, maybe would have been fun, but there was a little bit of a, I, I also did not have the connection of like, but why are these people? I mean, I get the parents, but also why two parents? Because they weren't on totally different pages. It's not like the parents are always fighting, right? So you right. could see where she would have a conflict and think that right. nobody could ever agree. It wasn't connected to like the character as and they, much. And I found them to be very one note. Andrea Burns, who plays his mom, all she says is, you're perfect. I love you. Look at you. Mm, yeah, I love you. You're perfect. I feel bad for her as an actress that they're not using her in any other way. And then the male voice in Miguel's head, played by Scott Porter, who I was watching, and I'm like, I know this guy. I know this guy. He must be a Broadway guy. I know him. I know him. No, he's Jason Street from Friday Night Lights. <gasps> oh, and man, can he sing. He can really sing. They can all really sing. Yeah. I was impressed at that. 
Yeah. I will say it was overall like I loved the musical numbers. Holy crap. When he comes in. Oh, I see. I think the musical numbers are where it really pops. Right. Mm -hmm. Like uh, not all the not all the songs are the best, but or they're good songs, but there's a little bit of like it does have that feeling of, um, oh, we're just going to have a song here now, as opposed to it moving the <laughs> plot forward, and right? Mo moving character Lots journey of slow forward. Slow songs too. Yeah, yeah, I want big rousing numbers. Those there's are the a ones lot I of liked. Thoughtful. The two of them laying in bed. I have a lot of problems. There. Yeah. It's it's at times it's a parody of musicals. Right. The second episode starts with scott porter who plays oh the guy um miguel was engaged and this douchebag guy he works with his friend his best friend ostensibly phoned his fiance and now he was a woman yes right and now scott porter the the boner the the bastard who betrayed him is stuck in his head all the time and they do this 1980s 90s ripoff uh, almost Eye of the Tiger song to open the second episode. <laughs> oh, I loved which it. Which was a highlight and yes. had nothing to do with the rest of the series. The rest yeah. of the series is sincere. And when they sing, it's to get a point across. And this was like, this was better. Why isn't it a, a parody? Oh, that that's was... funny. I didn't think it was a parody of musicals. I thought it was to, meant to be genuine. Like, he genuinely was like, I just got screwed over by my fiance. Now I'm going to be a tiger. And it's him sort of coming into his own of being like, now I'm going to be a banker. And it was I'm going to be so over the top that that song. Yeah. And I yeah. enjoyed that song. So I wanted yeah. I want more of that over the top energy. You're right that yes. it was justified within the context. But yeah. You I know, agree. No, I I think like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, right? That was a right. show that used over-the-top musicality, yes. musical numbers. I agree. I thought that's kind of what this was going to be. And I thought, oh, what a cute, this is cute. Like, I, I could watch all kinds of Crazy Ex-Girlfriends. Right. Like, this they could was, do that show over and over as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. This feels like Tick, Tick, Boom with splashes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And it's too confusing. Choose yeah. a lane, as you just said about <laughs> something else, right? Pick a lane. Are you a yeah. sincere musical using music to move us? Or are you mocking slightly the musical genres? I I wanted yeah. the second. And it's 70% the first. Yeah. And they do manage to sometimes, like, they had this one part with three-part harmonies, the three girls, the ex, his ex-girlfriend or the girl from high school who tortured him mm -hmm. with two other women doing this kind of fun. But it wasn't a whole song. It was just like a little blip of something. Right. Right? I don't remember what the song they was. They cut off but... songs a lot, which I actually enjoy. They yeah. do a lot of false starts of songs. Or a character's mid-swell and a car goes by and interrupts the song and they don't go back to it. Yes. And I think that's which... brave. I like that. I like it, too, because it also, like, first of all, you're in television, so you don't have to have the, like, you know, you don't have to finish it up with a big, fancy pose. It's not, you know, it, you you get to just cut it off midway. And it also matches the device of these things being in their head. This is a fantasy that they're right. having. That was a fleeting and, thought as opposed to a, you yeah. know, a fully realized thought process. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, you know, I will say this. <laughs> so I was sort of at, I have a tradition of sort of not caring for a first episode of something, yes. even like the very best television. I watched the first one and I have a tendency to be like, I don't know. And it's not till I really get invested in the characters and their journeys that I'm like, 
into it and can't stop watching it. Right. So I watched the first episode and I was like, uh, okay, you know, I, for the sake of the podcast, for me to be able to talk about this successfully, I have to at least watch a second episode, right? And I go, but I don't know if I have time because like what first episode was an hour. So let me look. And I looked and I was like, oh, oh, they're only 30 minutes. <laughs> so that tells you how I was watching the first one going like, oh, they really should have made this a half hour. Yeah. I <laughs> know they are short and they still don't zip. Oh. I think they, also, though, here, it's the dialogue and the, the it's the comedy that's not the musical stuff that I'm having. I want it to just be paced up a little bit. The direction, by the way, I think is phenomenal. Okay. I, I love the way it's shot. I love the way the musical numbers are shot. Like, I, as a director, would watch that and go, holy shit, how does this guy use all the devices available to him to make this musical number sing, no pun intended, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I love it. I think he's really talented visually, but there are some of the emotional and pace moments that are like, they just, I just want him to be a, a little, I don't know, yeah, faster Lo maybe. Mandy's playing podcast charades and doing a lot of physicality. <laughs> she wants things to, to zip along faster and be amped up. Thank you. Um, I, I, while we're on the musical numbers, there's not enough choreography for my taste. You know how much I enjoy choreography. And there's oh. a lot of Mae Whitman walking down the street and someone twirling by her or scooping her up and putting her over there. But I want a full-blown choreographed number, not little drive-bys of dance. Didn't they have at least <clears throat> one in each show? Like, didn't Mae Whitman, when she's finally realizing she's going to go to the club. Wasn't there a big number with that one? She's just walking down the street. It, oh, and really? th th that's what I'm talking about. They're, they never look like a flash mob. I want a full flash mob behind her. And mm -hmm. instead, it's just piecemeal move, piecemeal move, keep her mm -hmm. moving. I don't know if my instincts are that she probably can't dance. So she can't join a big flash mob and look good. But there are ways mm -hmm. to cheat around it or have her standing on a bench singing while we see actual choreography. I want more choreography. I always want more in my yeah, life. Yeah. In my bedroom. I want it everywhere. <laughs> I loved the choreography. Like, I mean, what I did wasn't noticing whether it needed more or less, but the, the uh -huh. stuff I saw, like I thought was great. I, I really was enjoying it. And I, and I, I actually, it was something that I noticed that I marveled mm. at. That's what I mean. I was like, clearly this guy's really good at musical theater. Yes. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Kale. Yeah. He only directs the first two, I think. So there oh. is a shift after that. Um, oh, that'll be interesting. We'll see what the third episode looks like. Well, I, as I was watching and having the same thoughts you expressed about why are we doing the device of them being in their heads? Mm -hmm. I, I solved it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you're you. You're welcome, mm -hmm. America and Hulu and Mandy. She has your number, right? Obviously. Yeah. She is a burgeoning novelist. So it should be that she's writing this. Maybe at the end of the season, it will be. We'll pull back and see that she this was a device she was using as a writer to tell this story. But oh. that's what it should be. Then it all, then great. I buy that you have voices in your head. But yep. to have it be set in a real world where the voices are singing and dancing and that I didn't quite buy. So yeah, yeah. That Thanks. makes sense. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, Thank they you. will have to go back, <laughs> rewrite, reshoot the first season. That might be tricky given the financial nope. landscape, but should be worth fine. it. 
Should yeah, be fine. Yeah. Okay, um, great. I love some of the casting of actual Broadway folks. Uh, Andrea Burns, I mentioned, and Katie Finneran. These are total Broadway Tony-nominated pros, potentially Tony-winning, I don't know. Um, Kate May- Finneran, I know. How do I know her name? Like, Broadway-wise. I recognize uh, that, her. I think Nice Work If You Can Get It was her most mm. recent big thing, but let me... <laughs> I'm going to play what I like to call the Patrick Fabian game. Um, when people come up to him in an airport or on the beach or at an amusement park and they're like, where do I know you from? And he's like, well, do you watch Better Call Saul? And they're like, that's not it. No. And then right. he goes through he has his to entire... go through, Right. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, I never watched that. <laughs> and then he says, I'm Brad Pitt. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> so... She has done Neil Simon's Proposal, Sally Bowles in the Revival of Cabaret. Oh. Iceman Cometh with Kevin Spacey, My Favorite Year. Okay. Um, She won a Tony for Noises Off. Oh, that's what it is. She took over Promises, Promises. Noises Off. I saw saw Noises Off. Okay. That's what I know her from. Okay. It's it's only a play. Yeah. She's done a ton. and Call I remember Katie. her and beloved, uh, love her from her. She did two or three episodes on Frasier as <laughs> this woman named Poppy. And Poppy talked like this and she was really annoying. But she just, it was, they gave her such heart and it, she was very, very funny. So. Hey, did you know, I'm sure you know, that they're redoing Frasier? Yeah. That's I do exciting, know huh? and I'm skeptical. I'm not a big reboot person, so we'll see. Did you enjoy Will and Grace the reboot? I did. I thought that was okay. one of the only ones that successfully really tapped back yep. into it and gave us something new. I loved it. Yep. Yep. Um, and I just, while I'm talking about casting, I want to talk about Mae Whitman, whom I go back and forth on a lot. Mm-hmm. Not in yeah. this show. I think she's very good in this show. I was not a huge fan of hers. On Good Girls, which is a show I really liked. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. And I know people know her from Parenthood. I never watched Parenthood. Yes, yes. But I knew her as a child actress, and I loved her. And I know her yeah. as the voice of Tinkerbell and all those Tinkerbell oh, movies. And she's my so good. I didn't um, know she could sing. I only knew her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I only knew her as an actress. I didn't know. Yeah. But I'm my, surprised at how light and bubbly and fun she is because I've only seen her do that other stuff, you know? Yeah, she usually plays goth dark, right? Yeah, um, sarcastic. And she's really got a an ingenue thing going on, I think. Yeah. Like she's, no, she's great in this. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite Mae Whitman performance of all time, are you an Arrested Development fan? Oh, my God. Yes, but I don't know. Um, she was Anne. George oh. Michael's girlfriend, Anne, that oh. Jason Bateman kept going, where's Anne? And she's like, I'm right here. And she was so <laughs> invisible. And he like, it, it, the way they used her and every time the camera panned to her, her reactions were perfection and so priceless. She must have been 15 at the time or something. Oh, my and God. And I love her as Anne on Arrested Development. And I had to shout it out. I love that. Oh, God. Yeah. I need to go back and rewatch because I feel like it got swept up in the, oh, my God, this is the best show on television. And then I forgot to keep watching it. And 
You know what I mean? I think I'm not as well-versed as I'd like to be. It never loses its way. It is no. except except the reboot. And then I didn't like it. But Interesting. The, yeah. those original seasons. Yeah. Arrested Development. I'm just saying. Uh hang on a second. She's back and better than <laughs> ever. <laughs> Are you ready to man job it? Or Yeah. What do you I think? I am. You know, I I I give it four. I mean, I give it four. I, I want to keep watching it. It's I it feels long to me, but I'm hoping it kind of finds its footing. I don't know. It's I'm still putting the pieces together on it a little bit. Like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna run out and tell everybody they need to go watch it immediately. But I don't know anymore. I feel like shows are in their third and fourth episode anyway before they start to get their groove. And quite right. like I and I love a, it's interesting because I love a music. I like this one more than I liked Schmigadoon. You oh. loved Schmigadoon. I didn't like Schmigadoon. I loved it, and then I progressively disliked it more as it went on. But I can't wait for Chicago. I'm so excited. Wait, um, what? What's Chicago? Season two. Chicago. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> that I'll watch. Yeah, uh, but I I'm gonna give it three point five. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with that extra point. I know. Five. There's a lot to like about the show, particularly the performers and the way they're putting it together. Yeah. I'm such a musical theater lover. If it were a non-musical, I would have only watched two episodes and it would be getting a two. Yeah, but that's true. Having it be a musical keeps it interesting and you don't know when a song is going to pop up and yeah. and and the talent is just so winning. So I, I'm giving it 3.5, but I would not recommend it to anyone who's not a musical theater geek. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying to Jer, oh, you should really check it out. I'm not saying that. I think so, I might start watching it with the kids. I don't know how I get it's too bad that they have the porn stuff in it, like that there's little things there. It's pretty innocuous, but like the first I, episode I, that there's a big hand job and they talk about that hand job oh, a lot as it goes. Yeah, you're right. OK, never mind. I'm not watching it with the kids, but I wish I could. Like, I yeah. think we need a sweet little like a like a Schitt's Creek, but a musical, you know, something that's a little bit more tame. Well, that, there's uh, something coming up. So what? I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to assign it to you. Oh, dang. not today. Okay. Obviously, it's not my not, not my your time. turn. Not my not time. Your tur- not your time, babe. All right. Okay. Let's, let's get uh, our business out of the way. Yeah. And by business, we don't mean our vaginas. We mean that uh, Man Cave is a production of True Story FM music by uh, Ian Post and engineering by the fabulously talented Pete Wright. And by the way, guys, if you uh, want to uh, leave us a little review or five stars. You can go right there to your Apple Podcasts and uh, rate or review us there. We really appreciate it. We love hearing shout outs from our fandies and and uh, new people making new friends. Uh, hi. Me. Uh, no, Fun Zone Girl. Thank you for saying listening to the Mandy's is like grabbing a cocktail with smart, funny, informed friends who also make you spit take said cocktail out of your nose at least once per episode. Oh, my did- goodness. Fun Zone Girl did not say pretty, so... Oh, so she's not a, as... Right. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Fun but, Zone Girl. And Fun Zone Girl, just, you know, if you want to come on to the Discord and talk to us, uh, mancave.com slash Discord is where you join in the convo. I think we should plan a time to have actual Cosmos while we record the podcast. That could be really fun. I'll I'll drink. I'll drink oh, like, I- a, like a frat boy, but not Cosmos. Ugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, God. Sorry, Fun Zone girl. You're two for two. Um, I'll have a yeah. dirty mantini. No, God, still so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and get your merchandise, people. Go to mancave.com slash merch and get your T-shirts for the summer and sweatshirts for when you get out of the pool and it's a little chilly. Mandy's modeling I'm wearing hers. one right now. Only for and these. travel mugs and wonderful stuff. It helps us keep this show going. So, yes. Thank you guys so much. We love you. So, I loved when you did this, so I ripped it off. I'm doing a mandlib. Oh, fun. I love mandlibs. Yeah. So... Everybody knows how this works. No explanation needed. I need the name of a celebrity. Okay. Will Arnett. God, he'd be so happy that that was the first name that popped into my head. Don't you think? Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I need a plural noun. A plural noun. Monkeys. Mm-hmm. I need a verb. Verb. Gesticulate. Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot to write down. Sorry. You can just put gesture or wave. You know. uh, I need another plural noun. Another plural noun. Hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. You got to get the blood. I, I don't know how to there. spell that. Just okay. I'm, just I'm going to apply it. And another roids. plural noun. Oh, all right. Um, uh, f- uh, fantasies. Mm-hmm. And an adjective, please. Uh, warm. I once had a guy say that to me when we were making out. And I thought, oh, uh, uh, we're never going to have sex. We were just kissing in my car. And he was like, oh, my God, you're so warm. And I thought, as opposed to what? Like the dead bodies that you normally yeah. make out with? Like, yeah, warm? I don't care for that. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? It, was, it turned out to be all right. We, we did end up having sex. You'll be happy to know. Okay. And it was a, a lovely experience for oh, a couple good. months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it was your a brother. noun. Um, uh, a noun. A uh, uh, statue. Mm-hmm. And a noun. Okay. Uh, a noun. Christmas tree. You love the long ones. Sorry. I need to just egg. How about egg? <laughs> That's also I a need verb. A location. A location. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Times Square. Okay. I wanted to say St. James something, but I don't know where that was coming from. So Times Square. Uh, hold on, please. This fills mm-hmm. itself in. And then a noun. Yeah. A noun. Fist. Yep. And also another noun. Heard. Another noun. Um, cereal. Uh-huh. What I had for breakfast. Fistfuls of cereal. Could I could I have an adverb, please? Adverb. Lightly. And a <laughs> verb ending in ing. Ah. <laughs> uh, stroking. Why not? Mm-hmm. There's a fist lightly stroking. I think it's just, it goes dirty. You're not even, <laughs> I might have been saying stroking a cat or a, a dog, but go ahead. A verb? A verb. Uh, wander. Uh, and a noun? Porpoise. Porpoise. <laughs> you could say dolphin if it's easier. And, uh... I guess that's not really a noun. Like, that's more of an animal. 
Do you want a noun? Nope, I'm good. Like, and a number? Okay. Uh, 47. And a noun? Um, uh, car. All right. Let's Are you easy. ready? I'm ready. You have just created a new uh-huh. musical. Oh, Congratulations. exciting. The gesticulation of 47 cars. And if you Google it, this is what you'll find. Okay. Meet Mandy and Will Arnett. They oh. are just two monkeys trying to make their relationship gesticulate. Yeah. Only one problem. They both hear hemorrhoids in their fantasies. <laughs> it all began when Mandy discovered she wanted to find warm love. Ugh. So she packed her statue and left Los Angeles to pursue her Christmas tree. While on the road, she sings a passionate ballad called Driving Towards Times Square. Mm. Meanwhile, Will Arnett is stuck in his job as a fist. Desperate for more, he wanders the street at night, belting out his feelings in a song called My Heart Wants Cereal. How would that one go, honey? Oh. Could I hear a little of it? (laughs) Absolutely. Tinkles in the bowl. Right alongside my roll, it's cereal that I want. Nice. Almond milk or soy. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yep. They meet cute when Mandy arrives in the big city and lightly backs into him. Later that night, when he awakens from his coma to find her in his hospital room stroking at him, their hearts open and they wander in a beautiful duet called Now That I Found Porpoise. Yeah. Rotten Tomato gives When Mandy Met Will Arnett a 47% and the Los Angeles Times calls it the best musical of all car. Oh, fantastic. It yeah. really is. Of all the car, it is the best one. There it is. <laughs> oh, that was fun. It's fun making um, Mad Libs, too. I enjoy it. Mad Libs, you mean. All right. Mad Libs. Now for next week. It's a little, you know, I usually like to mix it up with genres and things. Mm. Um, But, but this time we are going to watch Not Dead Yet. Oh, a network show, right? I. It's like an ABC show. I, I feel like it's on Hulu. Uh, wait, where is it? It is, I believe, I don't know. I, I heard about it and I really enjoy the cast and I enjoyed the, yeah, it's on, oh yes, sorry. It is on ABC, but it's also on Hulu. Yes. Great. And ABC, I love Gina Rodriguez. fashion sitcom. I'm excited. I think the premise is really interesting and um, we're going to see what, we're going to see if we like it. We're just Great. Like, and yeah. we have a mutual friend on it. Maybe we could get a, a, little interview or appearance we do who's our mutual friend do we have miley friends flanagan. in common I'm <laughs> miley flanagan uh, is on it oh fantastic yeah i can't wait maybe we can get an interview let's do it look All how right. fancy we are look how I hollywood know, right? fancy people are going to listen to this podcast and go we knew them when yes yeah yeah they did and they do yes um, all right. Great. Well, that'll be fun. All I right. Will see you next week. Love Enjoy you. your spring break. I love you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.